on camera, actually. That's right. <laughs> All right, good evening. Today we're learning Masechah's Baba Kama Dap Kuf Gimel. We stopped at the uh, second of the long lines on Kuf Beis and Beis. Um, I actually wasn't supposed to be here tonight, but last night I found out there were nine inches of snow falling today in uh, in New York. So I changed my flight to a 6.15 a.m., two 6 a.m. flights in a row. I do not recommend it. Do not recommend it. Um, but don't worry, I upgraded myself to first and slept like a mensch on the way home. So it's fine. I managed. I managed. Okay, let's talk about important things. Uh, the Gemara teaches us the following. Uh, very cryptic, Bryce. A ton of Rabban on the rabbis teach us we're on Kuf Beis, Amud Beis, two lines into the wide lines, ten lines from the bottom. If I buy a field, but I do it in your name, I can't then go to you to prove that it belongs to me. Okay, let's just be clear. I buy, I buy this, and I say, uh, this says I'm buying this in the name of Gerald. So it sounds like to the seller that I'm not buying it for me, I'm buying it for you. But really, I was just using your name. We'll see soon what this means, but that's what it says. I can't, I, the buyer, can't go to the third party and say, ah, I use your name, but actually I want you to just prove that it's my write me a star that says you don't actually own that. It's very weird. We don't we don't understand what this means yet. The imamar lo almanas. However, if the way that the purchase was from me, from the buyer, where I said on condition, then kofino solim kor, then Taka, we do force the third party to produce paperwork that indicates that really it doesn't belong to him, but it belongs to me. So says the Gemara, what we should all be thinking, which is my Kamar, I have no idea what this means, because there are some prices we think we have a clue. This isn't one of them. It just makes no sense. So really what's happening over here is as follows. When someone would invoke the name of the Reish Galusa, it would prevent all of the people who were Me'ar Er from being Me'ar Er. No one would complain when it was the Reish Galusa. This was a chash of a person. He was the head of the Galus. Um, so he would kind of invoke the name of the Reish Galusa really to quiet all of the of the naysayers on the sale. And it worked. But under those circumstances, ain't kofinoso Reish Galusa limkor. But you can't then force the Reish Galusa to produce paperwork indicating that uh, that the Reish Kalusa really doesn't own it and Phil really owns it. Mm -hmm. so, so he's saying that, that, that what? That what? That's why the Gemara says that it's not reasonable for me to then force the Reish Kalusa to be Matriach to produce the paperwork. But the Kenyan still works. We'll see, we'll see the relevance of this relative to yesterday's Gemara soon, um, because there are those who would, in theory, have looked at this and said, what kind of Kenyan is that? I, it's one thing if me and you make a sale, but if I if I invoke a, a third party and say, I'm buying it in the name of the Reish Galusa, how does that work? Good, good. It should bother you. It's correct. Okay. However, Bimamar Almanas, my sale is conditional on the third party agreeing to produce paperwork. Then Kofinus Reish Galusa Lim Court. Then the Reish Galusa Taka does have to, because then the Reish Galusa kind of sort of owns it, because it was conditional on, on that, that it would work out that way. Now, this is uh, answer number one as to how we understand this Brisa. But let's ask Akasha on that. On the very bottom line, we're going to see another answer to this Brisa. Says the Gemara Amarmar. We had just said in the Reisha, well, I should say, Rav just explained the Reisha as follows, that Halokeach Sadeh B'Shem Reish Galusa, six, seven lines from the bottom of Kuf Bezmet Bez, 
that if I purchase a property and invoke the name of the Reish Galusa, we had said, Ein kofen oso Reish Galusa limkor. We don't then require of the Reish Galusa to provide paperwork that indicates that that which I purchased is actually mine. We can't force him to do that. He, uh, like he, he wasn't connected to any of this. Now, what does that imply? Michlal de Miknakanyale, that I, Phil, who invoked the Reish Galusa's name, it implies that I actually would have made a Kenyan, which bothers a lot of us because, again, it sounds like there's a feature here where there's a third party, but the third party is clueless of the transaction. So it sounds very odd that the transaction should work. And says the Gemara, if it's true that this Brisa is, is accurate, then this would disagree with some of the sheets as we saw yesterday, Rav Yochanan and others, they had argued yesterday in the Gemara that if I asked you to take to take money and go buy chitin, and you in fact bought chitin, you were, you were never you were never makna them back to me. So there's a shita that says that unless all of the parties know exactly what's going on, there is no Kenyan. So perhaps this brisa, which says there is a Kenyan, even if I invoke the name of the Reish Galusa without Rishos, perhaps the sheet of the Bnei Ma'arava would not agree with this. Says the Gemara, if that's your argument, then there's no stira. Lo kasha. Kigon Now, really, I, I did invoke the name of the Reish Galusa, but I told the owner why I'm doing it. I told him, look, it's really just me and you. Publicly, I'm going to say the Reish Galusa's name so that everybody gets off my back. And I'm going to say the same thing to the Edim, Vodinu Lesade. And that way, yes, I'm invoking the name of the Reish Galusa, but I'm only doing so for external political reasons. But for the Halachic Kenyan, please know it's just me and you in this transaction. Very good. That's, that's an answer. This is called playing politics. I work in the Jewish not-for-profit sector. This is my day, every day. I want to give you a dogma. Yesterday, I met with two different institutions in Woodmere. One was more Haredi. One was more, was more centrist. The token that I gave over was the same, but the framing was very different. You got to know who you're talking to. I used some Yiddish words. I hope they were the right Yiddish words. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. You got It just is different. You just have to know who you're talking to. And this is a true story with the program that, we, that we're pushing. When it comes to the Haredi institutions, we share with them the Haskamas we have from the Rabbanim. With the centrist institutions, we highlight the research. <laughs> He's saying, I know people are going to complain about this purchase. So I'm just going to say, I, really, it's just a me and you transaction, I would say to the seller. But I'm going to invoke the name of the Reish Galusa in order to uh, cover my basis. Therefore, if I don't say Almanas, then I'm not going to force him to do the paperwork. If I do say Almanas, that means the Reish Galusa knows about it, triangle, and then he has to produce paperwork. I'll be that he's really not part of the transaction. That's a real answer. <laughs> that answers up. That answers up the Bryson nicely. Says the Gemara, wait one second. The problem is Almanas, that seems to mean, and when we say Almanas, that Kofin also Reish Galusa Limkor, the Bryson says clearly, according to Rav Sheshaz, According to this interpretation of the Brisa, that the Reish Galusa would be forced to produce paperwork. But really, that's not fair. Amai, the Lema Reish Galusa, the Reish Galusa could argue, Lo I don't want your kavod, and I also don't want to be disgraced by you. Stop talking about me. Leave me alone. I have a job, but I don't want you to invoke my name. You don't want the politics of the sale? I don't care. That's not my problem. Stop invoking my name. I don't want the false kavod, and I don't want the annoyance of 
my office now having to produce paperwork for you. And therefore we reject Rosheshus' response and Ella Amar Abaye. Abaye then gives a different response to our very cryptic brisa, and that is as follows. slightly different. And he invokes the name of the Reish Galusa. So there's two levels of my conversation with the seller. The first is that, hey, buddy, I want to buy your property. The second is, by the way, I'm going to be invoking the name of the Reish Galusa. After we have our initial star, please write me another one that says that really the Reish Galusa doesn't own it. And just, same ruse, same ruse, but the Reish Galusa is, is totally aside. He's not even involved. And the question is whether or not the seller has to produce a second document. One is the actual transaction between me and him, the Kenyan. And the second would be to, the, the ruse to get people to stop complaining. The imamar, the imamar lo almanas, and had it been that I said to you, the seller almanas, then kofin es limkor, because I was talking to you, you know. You know. Now, in the previous case, in the previous case, the Reish Galusa may not have ever known until after almanas, but he may not have ever known. Here, I'm talking to you, the seller. I want to buy this on condition that you'll write to me that second document. Then he has to. Now, Amar Mar, Kukim Lamadal, three lines down. We had said in the Brisa that if I buy a property, quoting uh, the name of a friend, the Reish Galusa, we said, We don't force the hand of the seller to produce a second document. So says the Gemara, I mean, Pshita, why, why would he have to produce uh, the second document? It wasn't conditional. So the Gemara says, I might have thought the following. You know that I was only in this to take it for myself. You, the seller. I told you I really wanted this for me. I was only invoking the name of the Reish Galusa for my own benefit. And I just needed a little bit of cushion, a little bit of security to get all the naysayers to stop complaining. I wasn't going to be throwing money into this, knowing that it would cause problems for me. This is a mistake. The whole reason why we should do this is that you should write for me a second star. That indicates that the Reish Galusa really isn't involved. Shtar Achrina, Kamash Malan to Amar Lei, that the seller can say, In Yana Avdilach Bahade, Hahu Dezavnis Lei Bishmei. I understand. So we could have discussed um, that uh, I, my only interest is in, is in getting this property done. I really don't care about what you're talking about. So in the, in the first case where he doesn't say Almanas, he does not have to write it, but if he says almanas, then he does. Obviously, if I tell you I'm buying this on condition that it's not owned by the Reish Galus and that you write me the second star, then of course, Pashat the seller has to write it. I actually didn't say it to you, the seller. I said it to witnesses while you while they were in the same room as you. And what did I say? I need you guys to write me that second star. Again, the ruse of the Reish Galusa to get everybody off my back. And Maud Maybe the seller could have said, Amina, I would have said, You should get a star from the person whose name you invoked. Go over to the Resh Galus and get it. I went over to the Edim Kamach, and the Edim were standing in front of you, and I need it from you. So one of the two answers, either the ruse was the Resh Galusa, and therefore the Resh Galusa has to potentially write me a document, which we rejected. That was approach number one of Rav Sheshes, or approach number two is I'm still invoking the name of the Reish Galusa, but I'm only dealing with the seller. I'm not dealing with anybody else. Either way, the cryptic brisa is explained that way. And that brings us to a piece of Gemara about a third of the way down on Kuf Gimelamad Aleph. Sounds like a different topic, but we'll circle back shortly. Rav Kahana Yohav Zuza Akitna. 
Rav Kahana went to the marketplace. He took some money out of his uh, out of his uh, wallet and he gave it over to buy some flax. Now he laid out the money. Let's say he spent ten dollars on the flax. However, he did not yet receive the flax. He just laid out the money. Lesov Iker Kidna. Soon the cost of uh, of flax went up, so he got a good deal. Now the same amount of flax was fifteen dollars. Pretty big markup, but just use the numbers for the sake of math. And then. So we have Rav Kahana and the seller. So the seller took Rav Kahana's money but didn't give him the flax yet. Then the flax got more expensive. And then the seller, Zavne Marvise to Kitna, he sold what was really the master's uh, flax. He sold Rav Kahana's flax to somebody else at a markup of $15. So this guy's like, all right, I'm going to make an extra buck. It's us, so you're not allowed to do that. But he did it. Uh, so then he had a little bit of a conflict of uh, of conscience, and he he went to ask a shilas of the kame derav. And when he came when the seller who felt bad for what he did went over to Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana went to Rav and said, "My ma'avid, what should I do? Ezel ishkel zuzoi, should I take the money from him?" So let's review. My name is Rav Kahana, and you are the seller of flax. I see that you have uh, you know, a really good price. I see the sign, it says $10 for a bushel. And I say, uh, you know, Reb Seller, I wanna buy this from you. Here's $10, when can I pick up the product? He says, come back tomorrow and I will give you the product. So I've given $10. And then he sells it to someone else for 15, but he feels bad. So he comes to me with the $15. I gave him 10 and then he gave me back 15. I gave him 10, which appears as a loan. And then he gave me back 15, which looks like ribbons. So that's the Gemara's question, where Rav Kahana went back to Rav and said, something's not right here. Now, I wasn't planning on giving him a loan. I gave him the lo this money. But once he sold my product, retroactively, my sale functioned as a loan. And now he's giving me cash that's more than what I gave him. It appears to be ribbons. So Amarle, Rav explains to Rav Kahana, if when he sold it to you, Rav Kahana, Amre, Haikitna, Dekahanahu, that this cotton, that this flax actually belongs to Rav Kahana. So then Zil Shkol, the cotton belongs to you. And if the cotton is now more valuable, it's not ribis. No problem at all. But below, if he didn't identify it as uh, your flax, so then Lotishkol, then it is Taka, a problem of ribis. We're we're going to discuss what what actually happened here, but yes, that's correct. He didn't make a, he didn't do anything. I, he did give money. But that, I don't know. If, I don't know futures. Are. What are futures? Fixed. Yeah. Not holding. In general, I'm not holding, and I certainly don't know what futures are. Um, sorry, I missed this banter. What was that? No. But but you're but you're missing one point. Forget the Kenyan. There's a loan happening. No, no, right? Because there's no Kenyan. Because there's no Kenyan. That's how I'll deal with that now. Yes, exactly what that. Okay. 
but but Rav's answer to Rav Kahana is not really like that. Rav is saying, and I'm conceptually true, even if it's true that there's a Kenyan, it's only alone if he, it's only not ribis if he identified the bushel as Rav Kahana's bushel. Because then the bushel is Rav Kahana's, not the money. Now the bushel is Rav Kahana's. It's only not ribis. That's correct. It's only, it's only not ribis if the seller identified the bushel as Rav Kahana's. Yeah, I gave you 10, you gave me 15 tomorrow. That's a, it may not be a dindo rice because it wasn't an actual halva, but it, it might be a vak ribis, but it smells like ribis. It doesn't, yeah, yeah, it's not good. That The Gemara is going to discuss that too. Gemara is going to discuss Pikodon also. It doesn't matter. It'll be the same din because the Pasuk speaks that way about, we'll see, Pikodon obis sumes. Yeah, very good. You guys are all on the right page here. Okay, so Kiman says the Gemara, this unique sheet of Rav, who is this like? Says the Gemara, must be Kibnei Ma'arava de Amre, Miho Diu Labal Chitin Shiik Nechitin Labal Labal Mos. There's no Kenyan over here. So Stan, you were right on the, right on the mark. There's no Kenyan over here. Did they? Nobody went back and said, what what Hagba did you? The Gemara doesn't say he did Mashiach, he did Hagba, he did a Kenyan Sudar, Kenyan Chalipen. There's so many avenues you could have done. The money, Minei Bay is not a Kenyan. Handing money to someone is not a Kenyan. Remember the directionality. If I hand you money, you're taking from me. <laughs> you acquired my money, but I acquired nothing from you. Okay, so that's what the Gemara says. Says the Gemara, wait one second. Are you telling me that the construct of this transaction was that Rav Kahana gave four thinking he was going to get back eight? Absolutely not. Kitna This was a market flux. This wasn't a ribis loan of I'm giving you X in anticipation of Y of, of X plus. I that is totally not what's happening here. First of all, I'm not giving you a loan. Second of all, I wasn't expecting anything in return except for my flax. So now tomorrow you come at me with $15. Why would that be ribis? I wanted flex. The market changed. That's not that's not a loan problem. It's a great kasha. It's not a loan issue. The market changed from yesterday to today. And bain time, I didn't get my product. And you sold it at a higher value. That's not ribis. That's just, it's just the market doing its thing. Says the Gemara, it's migzal gazluha. Really what happened is that the seller really stole your product. He got rid of it. The Gavara says, I made this transaction with you on Monday morning at 9 a.m. On Tuesday, you were about to bring it to my house and your, your phone pings that the value of flax jumped by 50%. Yadi Yitzhahara, you're a gazlan. You took my product that you don't own, even though we just thought you didn't you didn't make a Kenyan. But it's really not, it really isn't. It's not, it's not earmarked for you. You sell it at a higher mark. You're a gazlan. The moment he sold it is Shask Zela. He owes me my product at Shask Zela, which is now 15 because it's Tuesday now. So says the Gemara, Amre, you're right. There's something else going on here. Hasam Amonahavoy. The conversation that happened, happened between Rav Kahana and the seller was a conversation of Amana or Emuna, namely that I trust you. There was no Kenyan. It was just a verbal transaction. Below Mashche Rav Kahana Lakitna. Rav Kahana did not do Mashiach. Rav Kahana does not own anything. It was a verbal transaction with no Kenyan. And says the Gemara, the reason why 
Rav distinguishes and says that sometimes it's going to be ribis and sometimes it's not is Dama Rav Osin Amona Beperos Vein Osin Amona Bedamin. We do give validity to Amana, to a verbal trusting of the person when there is a an entity involved, in this case, the bushel. If it was only monetary, we would say that there that nothing, that there wouldn't be a problem. If it was all verbal, then we wouldn't trust it. That would not work. But over here, because there's a bushel involved, that's why he said that if the bushel was earmarked for Rav Kahana, it would not be a problem of ribis. And if it is, uh, if it's only if there had there not been a bushel involved, then it would be a problem of ribis. A little confusing, but nevertheless, a fascinating case. All right. We're going to be discussing now uh, a new Mishnah. We're about 15, 12, 15 lines from the bottom of the page. Let's get started. Let's say I steal a paper clip from you. Okay. It's very inexpensive. A few pennies. Let's call it a nickel. I don't even think a paper clip costs a nickel. They're probably much less than that. But I steal something that's a Shavapruta. Vinishbalo. And I make a Shavuot that I didn't take it and I'm lying. Yolichenu acharav lemadai. I, as part of the lav hanitak leasei of the heishivas agzela asher gazal, I have to take that paper clip, and I have to go as far as madai, as far as Persia, to give it back to you. Namely, you got to you got to globe trot to get this thing back. Now we're going to discuss in a moment um, whether or not that's true when the cost of travel far exceeds the cost of the item stolen. We're going to discuss that because then we have a concern that people won't do tshuva. I'm going to spend $965 on a flight for a paperclip, and you're making me do this be a dime. I understand why the Torah wants me to hand it to you because I stole from you, tshuva, got it, understood. But like, we got to make sure it all makes sense. But Lemaisa, if it's just a question of walking there, whatever, I have I have to stretch and get it to you. I have to give it put it, give it to you in your hand. Lo yitain, lo libanova, lo lishlucha. Oh, yeah. And you did it over a, 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 a paperclip. <laughs> 100%. I mean, hashkafically, there's a bigger issue, which is anyone who steals basically thinks Hashem will be taking care of them. So you're already starting on a bad footing. So, yeah. That's, by the way, the uh, even Ezra speaks about this with the Isra of Lo Sachmod. Um, about, what do you mean, don't covet? Like, mechatesi, don't covet. So he highlights that one of the concerns is that you don't believe that a Kodesh Baruch is taking care of you. You... That's why you're pining for other people. It's beautiful, actually. It's a, it's a beautiful, uh, even Ezra. Okay, so the Mishnah continues. Aval, while it's true that you're not allowed to give it to the son or the or to the shliach, and really, you should be giving it directly to the person from whom you stole. However, aval no sein le shliach bezdin. You are allowed to give it to a shliach bezdin, and this is, as we will soon see in the Gemara, because of Takanas HaShavim. Takanas HaShavim is a concern that if the bar is so high to return an item, you may not return the item, and then you won't get chuba, and that is bad for your olam haba. That's not a good thing. And we don't want that to happen. So then it's upon Bezdin to do the stretching and getting the item back to Persia, which is fascinating, because what you basically did was throw the financial burden of returning the item onto Bezdin, onto the courts. I mean, like, okay, that's the way, that's how powerful tshuva is, that the Bezdin has to separate communal dollars. And... Yeah, fine, yeah, sure, whatever. But I'm just saying, it's the tircha is not on the on the on the, the goslin. Kind of a beautiful idea, but probably we should just not steal like in the first place, like you're saying. Okay. The imes, if the if the nigzal, the person who was stolen from, dies, yachzir the yorshav, he should still give it directly to the yorshav. 
Okay, we're going to discuss a lot of very quick and nuanced cases. Um, each of these require time, which we don't have. So I'm going to be say I'm going to translate it all. I'm gonna, we're going to learn it all, but the the this it's splitting hairs case to case. They're very subtle. So let's get started. We're eight nine lines from the bottom. Nasan Karen. If I returned the principal to you, below Nasan Loas but I didn't return the twenty percent um, knas that I owe you for having stolen what you uh, what you deserve, what what I, stolen your item, or Machalo Al Hakaren. You the Nigzal were Mochel on the Karen, below Machalo Al Hakomesh, but you weren't Mochel on the twenty percent. It's really twenty five percent. Or really, the Nigzal says, I patter you for all of these things with the exception of less than a Shabapruta. In all of these cases, the din of the mitzvah does not require of you to chase him all the way back, hand to hand. That you don't have to give it back to him. However, if I only gave you the knas dollars, but I didn't give you the karen dollars, or or the nigzal was mochel me on the chomesh, but uh, yes, but not mochel me on the karen, or then again, these cases are all very similar to one another, but we should spend time learning them. Next, bottom line. Let's say that I pay you the Karen and then I make a Shvua that I already paid you the Chomesh when I didn't. And you're already making a bad mistake here because you're in Bezdin now. Like this isn't the time to like start lying. This is not a good idea. So what's the Din? You lied about Chomesh, which means that that which you lied about became the Karen of your payment. And now there's a Chomesh on your Karen, which was the Chomesh, right? So if I if I make a Shvua, okay, this is, if I make a Shvua that I already paid you Chomesh and I lied, let's say the Chomesh is $8. The $8 that you lied about is now a new Karen upon which there's Chomesh. So because right, you lied about Chomesh, which made it Karen again. He's not, he's not bright. He's not bright. Yeah, he's not. He's not bright. Right? And look at this. How many loops can you have of Karen becoming Chomesh? Let's say you keep lying about the Chomesh over and over again. Until you're almost down to zero. Okay. And then to text his point, second line, these same halachos would be true by a pikadon, and the word O is not in the pasuk. The pasuk reads, pikadon, O bis sumes yad, O vigozel, O ashakes amiso, O matza aveda, ba, nishba, al shaker. In all of these cases, the theft alone requires that you are mishalem, karen vechomesh. And the lying brings about an asham. So says the Pasuk, and the Pikadon, this applies with theft, and it applies with the Pikadon as well. Now, one of the things that we saw was that Nishbalo in, if there's a Shvua, then yes, the Gazlan has to make the trek and hand back the item that he stole to the hands of the Nigzal. But lo Nishbalo, lo. But had it been that there was no Shvua, we would not then obligate the Gazlan to find the Nigzal. Money, 
Whose opinion is this? Lo Rebbe Tarfon, Velo Rebbe Akiva. In the following Mishnah, it says the Tanya, but it's an error. In the following Mishnah, we will see that our Mishnah doesn't imply like Reb Tarfon or Reb Akiva. The, the Mishnah writes, this Mishnah can be found in Maseches Yevamos. Gazal Echad Mechamisha. I stole from one of you five, but Ve'eni Yodea Eze Mehen. I don't know who I stole from. Bechol Echad Omer, and each of you claim Osi Gazal. This is our case. Right? See, I stole from one of you. I wasn't paying attention. Let's say we were literally in this room as it is. And there was a, an iPad on the table. No, no, Simon. A brand new iPad in the box. And I know it's one of yours, but I don't know who you are. And I just grab it and run. Now, all of you, are, most of you are lying and saying, Osi Gazal, one of you is telling the truth. So what do we do in a case like this when I don't know who I stole from? Oh, so there's a machlokes tonight. Uh, shita number one is what Stan says. That's a shita of Rabbi Tarfon. Drop it and say goodbye. And then the truth will come out because that room will start talking and some guy's going to be like, I just got back from the Apple store. Like, it's mine. And he'll probably, in our way, in our world, could bring a Raya or a digitally, whatever. Rabbi Kiva Omer, no. And he says so with a hashkafic slap upside the head. Lozu derech motzi this is not the way to get around or to get out of, I should say, you're having done something wrong. Wow. The iPad is uh, $700. You are, now, uh, you are now down for the count with uh, 700 times five. Now money. Who could our Mishnah be like? According to the sheet of Rebbe Tarfon, who said, you just drop the iPad in the room and walk away. Whether or not I, the Gazlan, made a shvua, he's still going to hold the same thing. Omar, I may be required an asham for the lie, but the mechanics of what I do with the item that I stole will be the same of maniach. And I, Rebbe Akiva, if you hold like Rebbe Akiva, who held that I have to now buy iPads for all of you, because I don't know who I stole from, even if I, the Gazlan, don't make a shvua, He's not going to change. The shvua won't change the machlokas to be tafon or be akiva one drop. But if you scan back to the first line of our Mishnah, of, of our Gemara, six lines down, there was a diuk from our Mishnah, Mishnah that the shvua does make a difference. So how do we um, weave in this brice of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tafan into our Mishnah when our Mishnah seems to say that the Shvuah matters in regards to the method of payback, Rabbi Tarfon versus Rabbi Akiva, whereas the actual Shittas of Rabbi Tarfon and Rabbi Akiva seem to not care about the Shvuah one drop. So the Gemara says two different answers. The first answer is right here, a third of the way down. The second answer is five lines from the bottom. We're going to learn the beginning of the second answer, and then we'll be stopping three lines from the bottom of the page. Le'olam, really, it's Rabbi Akiva. Really, our uh, Mishnah is like the Shita of Rabbi Akiva. Let's review. The Rabbi Akiva is of the opinion that if I steal an iPad from a room like this and I don't know who it belongs to and you all claim that it's yours, so Lemaisa, I have to buy everyone a new iPad. Says the Gemara, When Rabbi Akiva says that I have to pay back each of you an iPad, that's We insert into this Mishnah, conceptually, that the Shvua is the Nafkamina. That only when I, the Gazlan, make a Shvua that I didn't steal it, that's when I have to pay each of you an iPad. 
my taima. Why would that be? To Amar Kra, la asher hulo, yitznenu biyom ashmaso. The ashmaso, a reference to the shvua, that which I stole, I have to give to each of you because I made a shvua. Rabbi Tarfon, what would you do with this with this pasuk? He says, afal gav di ishtaba, even if you uh, promise, avud rabbonon takanta. The rabbonon still made the following takana. Titania, we want to make sure that people are able to uh, to have tshuva. So it says the Gemara halfway down, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Tzadok Omer, takana gedola hiskinu, that they made a very big takana. Shim haisa hotza yesera al hakeren, that if the expense of returning the lost item is greater than the cost of the lost item, mishalem keren v'chomesh lebezdin umevi hashamu miskaper lo, then he brings the uh, the price of what he stole plus chomesh to bezin, and he brings an asham, and that's how he gets kapara, namely takanos hashavim. We want to make sure that the guy can have tshuva. Nope, no one in their right mind is going to uh, no no one's going to no one in their right mind is going to take a paperclip and book a ticket to return the pay. No one's going to do that. Nor is it the chiyuv in halacha according to this shita. That's the only avenue. Bezdin has, oh, money instead of the paperclip? I have no idea. No, because they're saying, you know, they rule a hachamim. If you take the money back from God when you're from Rivas, that somebody took from you. Oh, I don't know how to intersect those two. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Because of Takana Sashavim? This is a little different because you're doing it through Bezdin. It's a little different. I have no idea. Good question. Very good question. So that's what the Gemara says is that Rabbi Tarfon doesn't have a problem with this because he says that it's Takanos Hashav. Rabbi Akiva, what would you say about this Mari Makom uh, with Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Tzadok that says that we have Takanos Hashavim? Says the Gemara, Ki Abu Takanta, when do we have Takanos Hashavim? That's Heshla de Yada Leman Gazle, become a Hadole Mamona Lemare. That's when you know who you're paying back. But let's remember that in our case, I don't know from whom I stole. It could be any of you. However, there is no takanas hashavim when I don't know who the recipient is. That's fascinating. So if I steal something and I don't know who I stole it from and they live across the globe, I have no, I have no takanas hashavim, which means I have to pay you back. And takanas hashavim won't help me in this case. Asks the Gemara on answer number one that our Mishnah is like Rabbi Akiva, Masiv Rav Huna Bar Yehuda. We have a Brisa. The Brisa can be found in Maseches Yevamos again. It's actually a Tosefta. Amar Reb Shimon Ben Elazar, Lo Nechleku Rabbi Tarfon Rabbi Akiva. The Machlokes that we just saw by Rabbi Tarfon and Rabbi Akiva, they're not arguing Al Shalokach Echad Mechamisha. That I took from one of you five, but I don't know who. And in such a case, for sure, they would all agree. Even Rabbi Akiva would agree in such a case where it's lokach. Not, not lakicha. Now we're not talking about I don't know who I purchased it from. Uh, that's not what we're talking about. We're only talking about gzela. And on the first of the long lines, what would the machlokas be in a case of gzela as opposed to lakicha? That when it's lakicha, everyone agrees that you just your meniachum istalik put it down and walk away. However, when it comes to gzela, so then Rabbi Tarfon Omer maniach to make gzela that he agrees still both by lakicha 
and by Gzela, Rebbe Tarfan would hold the same. Put the iPad down and walk out. But Rebbe Kiva, Omer lo, ein takana shalom Gzela lekol echad echad. No, with a case of Gzela, you have to buy an iPad for everyone in the room because you don't know who you stole from. Now, says the Gemara, I don't like your answer that you said 10 lines ago that our Mishnah is like Rebbe Akiva. Why? Rebbe Akiva distinguishes between whether it was Lakach or Gazal. That when it's Lakach, Rebbe Akiva says that you are Meniach Umistalik. But when it's Gazal, Rebbe Akiva says he has to pay back everyone, whatever whatever was stolen. Now, if the assumption is that I, the Gazlan, made a Shvua, Mali Lakach, Mali Gazal. I made a Shvua about something that I didn't know the answer to. I lied. So, According to that, why would Rabbi Akiva distinguish between Lakach and Gazal? Therefore, it's not reasonable to say our Mishnah is like Rabbi Akiva. It would make more sense to say like Rabbi Tarfon, who doesn't distinguish between the Shvuah. That makes more sense. The Odin, furthermore, Masiv Rava, we have another Mari Makom with Rava. There was a Chassid, and this we'll see soon is a very important terminology. Usually we gloss this over. Today we're going to learn who is referred to in Shas whenever we say which I didn't know until today. And the Gemara says that this guy bought something from one of two people. He went to go ask Kashayla. I bought something. I don't know if it's tax or if it's ten. I have no idea. Which is classic Rabbi Tarfon. Through and through, he only said that. Put it down, walk away. And then, Balifne Rabbi Akiva, just to stir the pot. They went to the other postic to see what he would say. And You don't know if you bought from one or two people? Then pay both of those people. And if you think that Rabbi Akiva is talking about a case where there was a shvua, the case was a case of a chassid. Could a chassid ever lie? That's beautiful. A chassid would never lie. That's what the Gemara says. Perhaps you can say that he lied and felt bad and then he became a chassid. That can't be because v'ha, something that we will learn later in Shas, in Maseches Tmura, kol Anywhere in Shas, when it says Maise b'chassid echad, o Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava, o Rabbi Yehuda b'Rabbi Loi. And all of these people were Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava, Rabbi Yehuda b'Rabbi Loi, chassidim d'me ikara havu. It's impossible to say that this person made a shvua and lied. With these two arguments, we reject the, the Gemara's initial answer that our Mishnah is like Rabbi Akiva, and therefore, Rabbi Tarfon, he, really our Mishnah is like Rabbi Tarfon, and we stop in the shvua component even to the shita of Rabbi Tarfon. That means that, we haven't seen this yet, that Rabbi Tarfon actually says in one case, you don't drop and uh, and walk away. And that is the difference between whether or not there's a shvua, my taima. Why would that be the distinction when there's a shvua? So then, yeah, you can you can do that because you can drop it then, no problem at all, as long as there's a shmaso, as long as there's a shvua. I have a Rebbe Akiva, says the Gemara, that even though he didn't make a shvua, we would still make a slap on the wrist and therefore, uh, not focusing on Rabbi Akiva, but rather on Rabbi Tarfon, we can assume, therefore, that our Mishnah is like Rabbi Tarfon. We're going to stop right here and pick up with a continuation of this Sugim Yerz Hashem tomorrow. What's today? Tuesday? Today's Tuesday? Okay, good. We'll pick up tomorrow, Mirz Hashem, with Dach Kuv Dalit, with wishing you all a beautiful night.